1: Welcome to a special episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Um, you guys, there was already a great episode out today I put out by uh, with Stephen, Faces by Bravo. But I wanted this episode just to focus on something that I've kind of been fascinated with. And I think you guys have all been fascinated with as well. And it's really been all over the news in terms of pop culture news, especially. I mean, she's been all over the news since she hit the scene, you know, over 20 years ago. But, um, you know, of course, I'm talking about Britney Spears. And I am so fascinated with the conservatorship and that documentary that came out that's on Hulu right now, framing Britney Spears. Um, Because what I keep thinking about uh, you know, as I go to sleep tonight, these are the, as I go to sleep at night, these are the things I think about. Is that imagine being that successful and that famous and not having control of any of it? At a certain point, it is to to be the pinnacle of what every person that has stars in their eyes where they want to get to, and then having no freedom with any of it. And uh, if, if you want to, uh, if you want to feel uh, good about your life, just look at Britney Spears' life. You're like. Oh my God! I would hate to be in that position right now, and I kept thinking that is so wild. Like I remember being a kid and thinking about Britney Spears and like, whoa, you know, or In Sync, and like that's the pinnacle of of celebrity and fame and 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 everything that you always want as a kid. And then we're seeing some of the realities of these situations, and they're just uh, frightening. But uh, today, I wanted somebody on that I could uh, kind of go over the legalities of. Uh, the conservatorship. I think it is just endlessly fascinating. The law is endlessly fascinating. I really haven't paid as close of attention to it. Um, you know why would I? I'm not a lawyer, but it is fascinating. I have a really good friend that's a lawyer. Uh, my guest today is a lawyer, and when you when you talk with them, it is a it's a fascinating. Um, it's a fascinating look into how things get done in this country and others is is just the law and things that we have to abide by in this country. And, and in this case, it's affecting somebody's free will. So I found it fascinating. Uh, but today, our guest is Sharon Gatan, G-H-A-T-A-N, and she is the founding attorney and CEO of California Legal Counsel. Uh, APLC, a top-ranked Southern California boutique law firm that has been successfully handling both criminal defense and personal injury matters for the past 20 years. I'm going to put this in uh, the bio, her bio, I'm going to put it in the uh, the podcast description because she's just had a great career and she is Turned out a lovely, funny, smart as hell, amazing woman. I think you guys are going to love her. But I just kind of get to nerd out and ask all the questions I wanted to ask. And I hope there's going to be some stuff in there that you guys probably had wanted to ask as well. But also, uh, I did this interview last week, so a couple things happened since we did this interview. Uh, But also, I was reading this New York Times article uh, that was in New York Times last week, and I thought there was some fascinating um, little tidbits in here as well. Um, I just wanted to remind you, we talked for a second about Britney Spears posting on Instagram, but uh, she did uh, on Instagram and Twitter, she, she posted last Tuesday... Saying like, I'll always love being on stage, but I am taking this time to learn and be a normal person, dot, dot, dot. I love simply enjoying the basics of everyday life. Remember, no matter what we think and what we think we know about a person's life, it is nothing compared to the actual person living behind the lens. So these are very simple statements, very powerful statements. Um, I also wanted to point out that with the conservatorship, I found this uh, tidbit. The setup that they have going, uh, it means that the Spears conservators are required to submit detailed accounts of her purchases to the court. And that's so, guys, that's even minor purchases. So like $5, uh, New York Times uses as an example, $5 purchase at Sonic, Drive-In, or a Target. Those all have to be submitted. So... You know, just think about it like this: if if you are married and you, um, you know, I don't know, if you're a guy, you bought a bunch of baseball cards. That's the dumbest example I could possibly get, and you didn't tell your wife, and then she gets a detailed summary of what you bought, and uh, in no way did I ever do this, but you might be in trouble, you know. Um, but that's because you know it's your husband and wife. This is a courtroom. This is a conservatorship that deems what she spends with her own money. If that, is, uh, if that is appropriate or not. So I, I thought that is just so bizarre um, for that to happen. Also, um, so the big update, though, happened this past, uh, last Thursday, they went back to court. So this just happened last Thursday, where the judge rejected Jamie Spears, that's uh, Britney Spears' dad, uh, his uh, previous level of control over the estate. Now, if you remember, November 10th of 2020, Judge Brenda Penny appointed the financial company Bessemer Trust as co-conservator alongside Jamie Spears. Now, in this interview, we talk about that, that Britney considered that a win, that she got a bank involved and not just her dad. Um, so judge the judge appointed the Bessemer Trust alongside Jamie Spears. Um, and... Uh, Penny declined to remove um, Jamie at that point entirely as requested by Brittany's defense. Uh, but yeah, so the judge rejected again this past week Jamie Spears to have full control Um, Under the new ruling, he is expected to work with the financial company to create a budget and investment proposal. The aim is to give Bessemer and Jamie Spears an equal division of responsibility, says Britney Spears' attorney, Samuel Ingham. Uh, This is reported by Variety, in the hopes that they would sit down and figure out together the best way to handle this complex estate for the benefit of my client. It is no secret that my client does not want her father as co-conservator, but we recognize that removal is a separate issue, adds Ingham, who has suggested that he may revisit the issue of Jamie Spears' removal at a later date. Further hearings are set to be held March 17th and April 27th. So those are dates to really keep an eye out on. Um, Of course, we also have gotten a lot of people coming out of the woodwork, um, uh, you know, People from Britney's past, I mean, we have Perez Hilton, who now admits he, quote, regrets what he has said in the past about Britney Spears after being slammed for bullying the star by labeling labeling her as an unfit mother and asking why she didn't die instead of Heath Ledger. So, you know, Perez Hilton, if you guys, you might be too young, remember Perez Hilton at the height of his if we want to call that power, I guess that's 15 plus years ago. Uh, he was brutal, you know, and we all loved it. I mean, we all I remember we talk about I talk about that all the time. I thought it was funny as hell. But he did. He he did one post where he was trying to make a joke and asked why uh, Britney Spears is alive and Heath, Heath Ledger died, you know. Um, but now he is apologizing for his ways. Uh, Perez should just be on a nonstop apology tour at all times. He seems like he apologizes uh, every week for somebody new. And I that, I would love to talk to him uh, in an honest interview at some point just to see what that's like. Like, I mean, like, how do you come back from that? How do you not live with yourself? But, like, I've said things that I completely regret and I can't imagine having that much success in a short amount of time for saying so many bad things about somebody and uh, having to live with that. Uh, Britney Spears, uh, former assistant, claims the singer singer's father, Jamie, 100% threatened her life if she didn't cut ties with the pop stars. Now, I don't know if you guys remember when Britney Spears, uh, her cousin, Ali Sims, was always hanging out with her back in the day. Um, Allie Sims, who worked as Britney's paid assistant in 2007, uh, said, yeah, Jamie told her to cut ties with the pop star or else something bad would happen. He 100% was threatening me with my life, Sims has claimed. Sims said she didn't put it past him, so she didn't answer any of Britney's calls for more than a decade after the alleged conversation. Uh, so that's wild right there if he was making threats. Uh, good news, Britney Spears' boyfriend, Sam Ashigari, I don't know if I'm saying that right, takes his quote-unquote lioness for a beautiful hike in L.A. as he pins her a sweet Valentine's Day tribute after the explosive documentary. This is all Daily Mail, of course. Um, He wrote, After chocolate, I'm her favorite. Happy chocolate day, lioness. Hashtag my valentine. I wouldn't really consider that a poem. What? Daily Mail is on crack. Are you kidding me? That's not a poem. (laughs) Give me it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's see. Anything else here that I think worth mentioning? I I mean... People are going to come out. It'll be interesting to hear stories. I do. I do see kind of a bad trend already. Is a lot of people are selling like new Britney T-shirts and stuff like that that have no affiliation, probably with her, you know, trademark or licensing. That kind of worries me. I'm like, don't make money off, you know, what is turning out to be a very sad case that we are learning more and more about each day. Um. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think this is endlessly fascinating. Um. And as I talk about in the interview, because. It really does hit so many different uh, layers of pop culture and even social media at this time. So without further ado, uh, to talk about Britney Spears' conservatorship for a full hour, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. It's a little different because this is just one topic, but I think you're going to dig it. Sharon Gatan from California Legal Counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest I am very excited to talk about because Uh, there are certain pop culture stories that kind of seep into the public consciousness. And we have one this past week. It's been going on for uh, so many years now, but it is kind of at the forefront because there was a documentary that came out on FX called framing Britney Spears produced by the New York times. I had so many questions about how a conservatorship works. Uh, Our good friend, Kate Casey, uh, an amazing podcaster. You guys know, Kate uh, put me in touch with our next guest and she uh, works for the California Legal counsel, I think for 20 years. We're going to talk to her all about it. But she's, guys, she's an actual smart person. So we'll have one smart person in this conversation and then we're going to have me. But like I said, this podcast is me trying to figure out things. So without further ado, let me welcome Sharon Gatan. Sharon, hi. How are you?
0: So well. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. It's a pleasure.
1: Oh my gosh. Of course. Now, California Legal Counsel, what is that? Is that a company that you, what what is that exactly?
0: So California Legal Counsel is my law firm that I founded 20 years ago. Jeez. 20 years. We handle criminal defense and personal injury. And we have a lot of high profile cases as well. And I think I bring a unique aspect because I'm not just an attorney, but I'm also a mother. So there's a maternal really caring you know, aspect to it. But at the same time, I'm also a shark that people don't expect. So well, also, you
1: have good taste because your son's name is Ryan, too, I heard. so that's There you go. Indeed.
0: I have a Ryan myself. 20 years
1: ago, what made you want to get into law in the first place?
0: Honestly, it sounds like a cliche, but it's the injustice. This is that I saw in the world that was like the very naive and innocent Sharon. But the truth is, I'm naturally a fighter. I love to fight for people. I'm very aggressive. I'm very passionate. I'm very caring. And I felt this is a great opportunity to use all those skills to benefit other people who, frankly, may not have those strengths. So that's what I've been doing. Has your opinion on the law changed over the years? Sadly, it has not to sound pessimistic because I'm by, you know, by nature, very optimistic and positive. But definitely it has. The perfect example right here is Britney Spears. I mean, someone who we all grew up with. You know, she's our generation Madonna, if you will.
1: Yeah, definitely. She's young.
0: She's cool. She had sold out shows all over the world. She had her whole residency, if you recall, in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. God knows how many millions she made there. But here now we suddenly find out with this hashtag Free Britney, it's not really her making the money. Where's the money going? What's she doing? Why is she in a relationship, a loving relationship apparently with someone for four years, but they're not married. She can't get married, right?
1: See, that's what's even, so you obviously watch this documentary and we learned, you know, to have, you think about like something, you know, we all think of like celebrity as like the end all be all like, Oh, we all want to be famous. We all want that kind of adulation, the money, the riches. And then this, you know, we, we find out this story where she has no control of anything, nothing.
0: Honestly, I wouldn't be her for all the money in the world. Let me tell you why. She can't make decisions to get married. As I mentioned, she can't go buy a Ferrari. Why shouldn't she? She works hard. She can't go choose to move from one home to another. She can't go, I don't know, get a a, 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 a therapist appointment without somebody reading her records. What, what kind of way is that to live? Seriously, I mean- Yeah, like I was able sense. to
1: sleep till 9.30 this morning because I did not have to ask a conservatorship <laughs> if I could say, so, you know, and that is the freedom that I have. And you get the sense from this documentary and you see it with her social media posting and stuff is that it seems like- she is very trapped in a very small bubble and is not able to, uh, and she, what I th- find interesting, and I know we're kind of jumping ahead here too, is that she's refusing to work ex- supposedly. Like I will not work until I'm done do with this conservatorship.
0: Her? Do What's you blame her? If, not at all. Her? I think it's
1: the only thing that she has at her disposal. Uh, it's the only move she has.
0: That is her ace card. Her ace card is her voice, her talent, her dancing, her performance, her ability to sell out stadiums, concerts, whatever it is. If she doesn't use that, what else should she use? She is in an almost dare I call it a legal hostage situation. Okay, it is a legal hostage situation where she really doesn't have, as you said, the basic civil liberties that all of us, that you and I, take totally for granted. Yeah. And that Instagram of hers does not help the case any because she's always in the same place, uh, seems like she's wearing the same things doing the same weird dance.
1: She's in the same foyer doing like, like and her her mascara looks dark and she's you know, and
0: and she's restricted to the foyer. Is she on house arrest?
1: Well, you can only dance in the foyer. You can only, I mean, (laughs) the only thing was interesting too, is that in the documentary, I thought, you know, they didn't point this out, but you notice it is that there is a certain light in Britney's eyes through, you know, the first, 15, 10, 15 years of her career. And you Absolutely. see that light go out at a certain yes. point. And it's a deadened look. And I'm just so, so like, let's break this down. Like, obviously there was like, Britney was huge. She was on top of the world. She was reaching heights that no kind of teen star had reached in so long selling. Like Especially you said,
0: female, by the way, exactly. And remember we learned that not just as a female, cause it's a bigger deal. It's a harder sell in an era of boy bands.
1: I know that I mean, well, and I was wondering this from even a law perspective as a female is that they made that point of she was getting asked questions about her boobs. She was getting she was having to deal with like the sexualization of a young female oh um, and just being disrespected, virginity. disrespected. Yeah. But like the the male, like Justin Timberlake and the NSYNC kids didn't have to ask questions about their private parts. Did, did you I mean, is. I, I have a lot of female friends. They say that's like typical across the board. Is, is is law the same? Did you get treated any differently being a female in-law?
0: Let me let me just speak to her, and then I'm happy to speak to myself. I found the Diane Sawyer. And by the way, oh god. Diane Sawyer, Bar- Barbara Walters, my idol. I used to be a, <laughs> a journalist as well. Diane Sawyer, legendary. But wow. I challenge you to think of Diane Sawyer asking today's Jojo Siwa oh. about her sexuality. Oh about who she's sleeping with, who she's not, and whose heart she's broken in the manner that Diane Sawyer, who's herself a woman, asked Britney Spears. She brought her literally to tears. You and 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 and, and and
1: and stayed kind of stone-faced. I went back and watched that interview afterwards. And <clears throat> it was very, I remember seeing that interview. Shocking. It, it is funny, though, how time puts perspective on things, yeah. is that I watch it now, and I'm like, that's horrifying. I remember watching it back then and going, okay, well, you know, we all wanted to know the answer. You know, we, totally. it's funny how time does change. I was one of the people making fun of her when she shaved her head and things like that. And now I'm like, wow, we really put Britney through so
0: much. Listen, there was such a deeper story behind her that nobody knew. And she was treated in such a misogynistic fashion that we now see so clearly like the 2021, you know, women's movement, all that would never <sighs> have tolerated this. Yeah. Now, to answer your your uh, other question, where have I faced that? Definitely. Now, in the law, especially, remember, both criminal defense and personal injury, these are highly male-dominated fields, okay? So there is many an occasion that even to this day, when I'll go into court, they will ask if I'm the interpreter. They'll ask if I'm dropping off paperwork. They will ask if I'm anything but the attorney. So that has definitely happened. I don't know if it's intentional or unintentional. I just think it's just the way- It's like an
1: internal bias that like, you know, we-
0: uh, You just, honestly, I've gotten used to it. I move beyond it and I move forward. And frankly, I use it to my benefit because frankly, we (laughs) underestimate women every single time. (laughs) That's good. Um, Every single time.
1: Okay. So I understand at a certain point, there was a breaking point. I do believe that there was a mental breaking point with Brittany. I believe she was really under duress. And I believe like a lot of us do, uh, had some mental health issues and, you know, I don't have a stigma behind mental health. You know, I go to therapy, I take SSRIs. I, I, you know, very much support that. But when you're under that kind of microscope, we kind of like, it, it shows how I think we fed that beast and kept it going and kept it going. But that led, I believe, if I'm not wrong, that triggered the conservatorship.
0: I believe. And remember, no one knows anything except the pertinent uh, actors that played a part, meaning the lawyers on The Father, Jamie Spears' side, and this gentleman, Andrew Wallet, and whoever was with Britney's team at that time. These Uh are the people that know. Okay, but. I certainly do know that it was that whole shaving of the head and the behavior and their, you know, acting out and mind you, acting out how we now see from the documentary, they were literally killing her, literally yeah. suffocating this woman to the point where she couldn't take it with the, did you see the incident with the golf club? I mean, yeah. you know, you've hit rock bottom when you're now resorting to violence as a young, sexy little thing. You lost it. Now, I think the father took advantage of that time. Again, through my research and through understanding of the documentary, the father wasn't this big player in her life. It seems. No, more- up until
1: that point, she had um, stayed out of a lot of that. It was her mom. And then Felicia, her, her assistant that we got yes. to, uh, to hear from, which was a great, uh, seems so
0: lovely. Right. She actually cared about her. And look at her. What does Felicia get out of this to have all her awards and this, that, and all these fond memories. That's someone you want to be a conservator. That's someone who has some love and empathy in their heart. Not no offense, just because it's her father doesn't by say, you know, per se, make him the best candidate when we know he had financial problems. We know he had issues of his own. Who is he to be running it besides being her biological father? As I last checked, her final remarks publicly are that she's requesting a unbiased, qualified corporate fiduciary, which doesn't seem like anything wrong at all. There, like a bank, why shouldn't a bank be min- uh, financing everything or managing the finances? Why not? I mean, what that? Yeah. Well, is I mean, is Jamie Spears is he some entrepreneur of a CEO? Uh, you know, of some Fortune 500 company? Does he have those qualifications to run a sixty million dollar? Which I, which
1: also I believe that's lowballing the sixty million. I was shocked that they valued the estate at sixty million. When I'm like, wait a sec, I know her Vegas residencies alone were bringing in uh, much more than that on a yearly basis. Plus all of the overseas deals they had her release thirty merchandise. She was like, I was like, how is that only valued? And then. Uh, In the court papers, Jamie was patting himself on the back, saying they, you know, because of the conservatorship, this is a thriving business now. And I'm like, that is so dark to have a family member uh first off just call you a business even if it's true which is very dark but i also was just like i thought her i thought her estate would be worth a couple hundred million dollars in the sense of how we talk about her you know another one is that is very interesting is how prince's family has handled his death and uh they're, they're not, I don't think doing everything great because his estate was valued at something like 25 or 30 million recently. And IRS is saying you grossly undervalued it Gross. and you need to pay taxes on double that, you know?
0: So we went to, I I took a family trip to uh, Seattle um, and um, Canada just last year before COVID. There is a museum, okay. That is dedicated to Prince and it's not even in his home city, it's Seattle. That right there with the motorcycle, the clothes, and the memorabilia—I don't know what they're talking about. Twenty-five million. No,
1: I mean the I'm guy so has like—I mean, brief. head after him. But I'm that. But then on the other hand, you see who pe- the people that are in charge of Michael Jackson's estate, and yeah. they managed to, you know, what was on the brink of—he was on the brink of financial collapse when he died, and that. They were able to completely now it's worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, which I just find fascinating. Of like these people were able to make it work. Prince and Britney, and I know Britney actually has a long career ahead of her still. But Prince, you know.
0: I believe Prince didn't have a will. So I believe that was that made a huge difference. Correct. Yeah. I believe Michael Jackson actually had a financial team and everything was written out, knowing Michael Jackson being so particular, you'd imagine that's true. And poor Britney, she doesn't even have forget a will. She doesn't even have a say. She, I, I mean, I can actually say she doesn't have a voice. She has a singing, singing voice, but she doesn't have a speaking voice. She doesn't that's,
1: have her. Yeah, and that's the most powerful thing okay, here. It really. So I, I was under the impression that, and I'm not uh, obviously a lawyer or anything close, but I was under the impression that a conservatorship uh, is for uh, like maybe elderly people, people that uh, couldn't, uh, it no longer can do dementia. things. they Yeah,
0: older. That, not that was my people.
1: that was my impression. Am I wrong?
0: No, you're right. And again, I'm not here to question any judge, but. Judges are supposed to look at all the other alternatives before going to the conservatorship, especially in light of somebody being this young. It seems like it should have been a last resort, but I generally don't think it was taken as a last resort, and it was a first resort. And now, apparently, getting into a conservatorship is far easier than getting out of one. That's so don't great. I mean, is, point, it,
1: is it because there's big business and conservatorships now like what would actually swing that no, that it's, way
0: it's just the law once you get in it has there has to be a judge and a court order that says you will be allowed to come out and here's the weird hypocrisy if you're being told you don't you lack the capability and capacity <clears throat> to manage yourself then how is any court or judge going to say now she or he knows that they're able to manage <laughs> yes themselves. I mean
1: like It feels like a... How do you you get out?
0: How do you get out?
1: So that's what I'm saying. So the original conservatorship, I believe, was triggered because of some of these mental episodes. So, you know, if you... I remember being alive back at that time and remember seeing this and I remember having certain experience like where I was like, okay, well, maybe she really does need that. Maybe she does need somebody in place. And then we see even in the documentary and we saw that is that Britney did start coming back to normal is that she was making music again. She signed yeah. the uh, Planet Hollywood Vegas deal. She yeah. was filming commercials, music videos. She was making fun of her dad being a conservator of it. and
0: <clears throat> She seemed to be taking it better than, frankly, I think anyone else would.
1: Yeah. So m- first off, my question is, like, I-, I can't believe that a conservatorship keeps going when you see somebody thriving mentally and physically. That would, to me, be like... Well, we got her on her feet. she's good to go. We'll give it back. Why I mean, I know that we can only suppose or, or where does your mind go or even from a legal standpoint, why keep it going?
0: Honestly, from a legal and even human standpoint, I think it's there's a time for everything. Even contracts expire, okay? Gigs uh-huh. expire. If you hire me for a case, after your case is done, it expires. I'm not your attorney for life. How is there such a thing for someone this age that she, if she has proven, let's even agree to the 60 million, which you and I both think is an underestimation. If she can make that much money, if she can perform at such a high level, I, I don't understand why there wouldn't be a reevaluation. Now, in family law court, there would be. Let's say someone's a millionaire when they get a divorce and they have to pay ex alimony and, and uh, child support. They lose all their money. They go back to court the court reevaluates their financial position and changes that number. Why isn't it the same here? You show what's called a change in circumstance. There's a legal term of art, change in circumstance, you show. She's not shaving her hair anymore. I don't know. She's not acting crazy. She's not beating people up with golf clubs. She's, what is she? Isn't she in her late? Um, is she is she in her 30s now?
1: I Yeah, I think she's like mid-30s, I believe. She has, yeah.
0: she has two teenage children. She has been with this boyfriend for, I think, like four years. She's continuing to do well. I, we haven't heard her do anything criminal. I mean, for the love of God, I really feel... She is being given sh- the shorter end of the stick of, frankly, any other celebrity we've seen. There are plenty of people we've seen had nervous breakdowns. How many of those people have you heard of being put into a conservatorship with, mind you, Papa Dearest here and a lawyer and have that go on for this long? And mind you, I find it highly suspect that this lawyer, who's essentially just kind of you know, lucky enough to be in this situation, suddenly earlier this year withdraws. Who? Why? Why would he do that? I personally think there's something more to it, and well, this lawyer is trying to extricate himself out again. Just yeah, yes. Well,
1: when the, when the conservatorship first started, they make a point in the documentary. They actually uh, we get to hear from the original lawyer that Brittany hired. That they go. This is fascinating, you guys. They go and and by the way, just so you know, it is on Hulu now. A lot of people have asked where they can see it. It is, lives on Hulu now. But mm. <clears throat> this lawyer went in. Brittany had hired, and. The judge, I believe, removes him from the case and then appoints a new lawyer to Brittany. How in the possible hell would that ever happen? I, explain that to me.
0: Court, so so in our world, uh, I mean, let's talk about the criminal world. You would get a court-appointed lawyer if you were some sort of, you know, um, person that was more in a certain. Uh, the night stalker got a court. The
1: here. night stalker got a court-appointed lawyer.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Britney Spears, who makes millions upon millions of dollars, should have the ability to To have have private counsel. Absolutely. Even now, I understand this person, Sam Ingram. I think he's also court appointed. I mean, with all due respect, he might be a fabulous lawyer, but why can't she choose her own lawyer? She has the means. She has the money. She must have, like all these celebrities. Let's even talk about athletes that you hear them burning through millions and millions of dollars. They have financial teams. They have lawyers. They have managers. They have agents. They have accountants. I don't understand. No matter how colorful her life may have been, how many unusual decisions she may have made, so what? Let the professional people who are financial people and you know the lawyers let them handle it. What is this? Honestly, well, this is why ACLU is involved, Brian. I don't know if you know this. No, that's well, recently what? the ACLU that usually is you know dealing with like. You know, I don't know, Black Lives Matter and like, you know, really serious, heavy issues. The ACLU has gotten involved. Do you know why? Because they're saying her civil liberties are literally being encroached upon. But they Let's are. Leave her alone. Let's say she's not Britney Spears, she's Britney Smith. How is this okay that it's happening? So that goes to show you how much credibility has been given to your um, thoughts and my thoughts that this has gone on too long and this is just crazy.
1: Two questions. I had spoke with my lawyer friend who said, you know, that first lawyer that they were, he was actually speaking about the case. Yes. Did that go against lawyer ethics? And it's like, you know, I know he wasn't officially then he got let go of the case, but I thought there was an attorney client thing or something where you're not allowed to speak of since he was privy to what were in those initial court documents.
0: There is, there is. You're absolutely right. I think he was really doing, first of all, you understand he's not uh, her current attorney.
1: Correct. Yeah. He got let go the first, uh, the first place.
0: So he has a little bit more leeway. Now with that said, he should be very careful in what he says. I do feel having watched the documentary that he was pretty careful of what he said. Um, I don't think he crossed any lines. I thought the other lady attorney, the female that represented Jamie Spears, she was even more careful than he was.
1: Well, no, what was so. crazy was that, uh, uh, that lady, I believe in the documentary at that point wasn't repping Britney Spears, but then they had an addendum that now she is repping Britney Spears after the comments she made on this documentary, which is just so eerie. I sure noticed that, yes. uh, In so many ways. But they also made like, there was like one sentence, I think in the narration or something, they were saying like, we we still to this day don't know what were in those initial court documents that triggered this. And that's my thing is like, how horrible could it have been? And could it have been something so horrible that that's why, the conservatorship still is in effect today.
0: Listen, short of her killing one of her kids, which we know they're both alive, what could have happened? How, what could, there's no criminal case. We know that. She doesn't have any criminal case or else that would have been brought to light. As you're saying, how bad could it have been? And even Brittany has gone on record saying all the secrecy in the ceiling and, and these motions being so, so secretive, she doesn't even want it. So if she did whatever she did, she's okay with it being public knowledge i'm sorry does is her it's kind of like is her dad more concerned about how she's viewed than she's viewing she's seeing herself viewed that way it doesn't make sense
1: now i know i mean you obviously are you know in the law for 20 years you seem like you take it in you know very very seriously as yeah. as every lawyer should but You know, we do get leaks from time to time in every, um, I think, every job, especially in entertainment industries. You know, why don't we have any leaks with this paperwork? Why don't we, I mean, why is there not, I mean, I just feel like it happens everywhere else. Why are we not hearing anything with this? Is that just because lawyers are just so...
0: I think I can tell you, where would the leak come from? Her own lawyer, the um, silver-haired guy, I don't remember the names, he isn't telling us anything. How much he knows, how much he doesn't know, he's not telling us anything wisely. The judge certainly isn't gonna tell anyone. Um, The Spears camp lawyers certainly aren't gonna tell anyone. Andrew Wallet, who just stepped down, I'm 100% sure is gonna keep his mouth quiet. Um, Who should, who could talk? There's no clerk, there's no bailiff, there's no court um, reporter. Nobody's going to dare do it. When you hear about leaks, it's when there's something of a public record. Anybody can go, go to the courthouse, request a record of a transcript, Mm -hmm. and that's how it gets released. Or you have an inside person where a hearing is public. I've had high profile cases where news media will come and literally sit in the uh, audience and be typing or taking notes. I go outside, TMZ already knows what just happened inside. Okay. None of that was, was possible. There was no TMZ. There was nobody on the inside and all of the players of the courtroom. There's no way, no how that anyone's leaking it. So where would the leak come from? Yeah. How how far can I will, I will add to that. I believe there was a paralegal that did come forward under great, you know, you know, cover and costume, whatever you want to call it. There was one paralegal that stated, I think some strange things were going on. I did. I did see that
1: on a, um, uh, a blog a gossip blog you know there's your
0: potential leak but again how much does the paralegal know
1: well and also i could actually put something said hey i'm a paralegal in the britney spears case i don't want it you know like i mean we all have to trust that all of this is like on the up and up and i know sometimes that is not the case with pop culture and um you know celebrity gossip uh but uh i mean my thing is like how how far can a conservatorship go? Like how tight can they have the reins on Brittany? Can they make her take medicine? Can they uh, limit her access to her cell phone in terms of posting Instagram? How far can a conservatorship go legally?
0: Again, remembering this is not my specialty area. So based on- my I want
1: you to make up things for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna make up things. I will give you based on my legal research. She is really confined. Now we joke that she needs to do her dance number only in that foyer. No, I don't think it's as silly as that. But they literally have the legal right to make decisions. What does that mean? They can check all her medical records, I told you. They can manage all her financial decisions. They can order her for the tour. You saw that domination tour. You saw her get up. And everyone just though, walks past like we well, guys, oh, it was
1: crazy. There was a scene in there. She was announcing a New Vegas residency. They had this huge event outside. She was going to perform and thing, and she pops up and then she smiles, walks down the stairs, and then just keeps on walking past everything, does not say hi, does not do a song, nothing. And it's almost just like, Okay, you want me to do this? Here, here I am, and then I'm just walking out.
0: That's a boss move because the truth is, as we spoke earlier, her one ace card is her talent and her singing. You can't force the woman to get on a stage and sing, can you? Right? You no. can't hold a gun up to her head. And it's say the, it's sing. the only.
1: It's the only thing she has. It's the so only. That's what
0: she's holding back. But they are allowed to book her now, whether she performs or not. They are allowed to, as I said, not have her get. She can't get married. Um, I mean, anything you can think about. I mean, it's 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 insane. Anything you think about, they can control legal decisions. If she wants to get a loan, if she wants to go get a license, I would even imagine. Let's say she wants to get a real ID. Okay, she lives in California. She's going to have to ask somebody to allow her to go to the DMV to get the real ID. It's crazy.
1: Now, um, crazy. Can they control? Like, I mean, we we know she has a boyfriend, Sam. Yeah, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Yeah, and you know, can they control how often she sees him? I mean, I don't. I know you don't, but like, he seems like he's able to see. I. It's just, and we even I got think, him on TMZ this week saying, "Hey, her dad's a dick, and when he wants to stop being has. a dick, we'll have actually a." Uh, uh, hopefully a good relationship down the line until he knows how to treat his daughter you know
0: definitely and it's a lot that's a lot to consider that this guy's been quiet for four years you know what i'm saying for four years he's been quiet and now he calls her he calls her dad that word obviously that's a you know a, a choice word because he, they're prevented i am pretty sure he wants to marry her i'm pretty sure she you know uh, he at least i don't know about her but i'm guessing he doesn't have children of his own he would want to have children with her. My God, what are they going to do if she gets pregnant? What will they do? Will they be allowed to force an abortion on her?
1: Why that's what I mean. That's that's just like and how.
0: What about that?
1: I mean, how far does this IV, go?
0: Birth control. Can well, she my- not take it?
1: My also thing was: that Does Sam get a? Because you know now you're talking about an estate. Does Sam get a monthly stipend from the estate to be Brittany? Not to. I'm not saying that Sam does not. Sam, I think, loves her very much. He yeah. But I'm saying: Do you then get paid by the estate? Does he get a monthly stipend because he's there to be with Brittany? Like, I, those are questions that I just. Wow. You know, when you have these kind of weird things, you start thinking even weirder things because no oh. information really is coming forward. How were they even able to make this documentary without the estate suing the pants off the New York Times?
0: But remember the Michael Jackson documentaries, too. OK, sure. yeah, yeah, people can do whatever they want to do. It's easier. What do they say? It's easier to say I'm f- sorry than to ask for permission. OK, these folks did what they did. I don't know what the legalities of it were. They might get sued, but who cares? You and I are sitting here talking about it. America's talking about it that's what they care about. Well, I
1: mean, even so, in terms of like, like, I mean, or, uh, in podcasting, are we allowed to have a, uh, this honest conversation and me release it? Am I, can I be in yeah. legal trouble? Not yet, not yet, not yet. No, no, but I'm saying, no, but I'm saying even in talking about Brittany, even like there's so many yeah. conversations going right now, so many,
0: Absolutely.
1: you know, can't
0: no order for you and I. They can't, they can't stop us from talking. We have civil liberties. We have rights.
1: See, now Now it's like I'm so paranoid now because of this Britney Spears. I'm like, where are we? Are we are
0: you, safe? I, I Honestly, she is a very unique case to us because it's so high profile and because we see her as someone that seems very capable. Like when we think of disabled, and by the way, when the court granted this conservatorship, they deemed her disabled. Now, in our mind, maybe we think of a visual, visual disability. She clearly isn't visually disabled, but- The court had some documentation, some evidence presented to them that deemed her disabled and needing of this conservatorship.
1: Well, they had put her on a 5150 hold at one point when she had one of the medical. So I'm sure that that triggered things as well. But Um, how
0: many people, again, I, I shouldn't say, you know, in my criminal practice, how many people do I have that have that 5150 hold and we move forward? We yeah. move forward. If you were to think everybody that gets a 5150 hold, their next step is going to to conservatorship court. Well, come on now. That would be so, crazy. They'd be inundated with cases. That's not how it
1: works.
0: Yeah. So we're an aggressive the- move by the father's camp to start this ball rolling. And we can only assume skeptically it has to be a financial reason. I'm I mean, sorry. the
1: only thing that you could get out of this is a financial reason because it's like, what oh. is, and also like, imagine the, I was thinking about what it's like to be your dad, to not realize, or maybe to start realizing how many fans Brittany has and how much hatred is coming your way. I don't know. And maybe he's just ignorant to that fact. I just have to imagine it's going to be harder and harder for him to actually have any sort of normal life or even kind of travel. Like, I, I mean, at some point I imagine this guy gets shouted down a lot, you and know, death
0: threats. I mean, think about these fans. Well, I, free Britney,
1: that, the, the reason why we're here kind of is a free Britney movement that got started by the fans, which they acknowledge in court papers that she is aware of, of, right?
0: She is aware. She acknowledged them. She thanked them and almost gave them kind of encouragement to continue. I saw these folks. I happened to be in Stanley Moss courts on a uh, Stanley Moss court on a completely separate uh, matter. I saw them. I would say there was at least a hundred, all of them with pink signs, Free Britney. They're big. It's a real thing. These are not paid people. These are her diehard fans. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know Uh, if he cares. uh, I don't know if he's enjoying the money. I will tell you something since I want it to be very up to date for you. I do know that he is no longer her conservator over her person. Okay. But he is still managing the estate, which again, Cha-ching. So who
1: manages her person? The, the, the bank the bank that she got thrown onto it? Who manages her person now? Or does she manage her own person now? Which is wild even It
0: said that she's he is no longer uh, over her person. There was another lady, I wrote her name down.
1: Oh, the one, um, the, the lady that uh, got 100 lawyers?
0: Felicia. The other one, not not Felicia. Oh, yeah. There was another conservator that was there for like a hot minute. And apparently they were very happy with they. Meaning Brittany was happy with her. Um, and it was someone that was unbiased, not family related. Um, I'll get you the name of that.
1: Well, in the, in the documentary, it, it ends though with like, well, it doesn't end, but like they go to court, the free Brittany people are out there, you know, there's somebody in there, they're, they're going back and forth with what's happening in there. And Jamie does not at that moment get removed, but Brittany's request of that bank, To got added, and which I want to I want to highlight to you guys how dark that is. That that's considered a win to have a bank involved in your personal life instead. Like on in addition to your father, why wasn't he? Why what? Why why do why do we suppose that Jamie wasn't removed at that point?
0: I think it's what we talked about earlier, where it's so much harder to get out of this conservatorship. It's probably easier for a judge to add a second party, second entity than to remove the Jamie Spears. And he said, but at the and the, the,
1: the judge said, we are not removing Jamie at this time, which was yeah. a very. But
0: they're reserving it, though. They're reserving but,
1: it. But that's so that so that kind of uh, is that considered kind of legally, speak of like. That 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 is what that means, or that we will yes, keep they're, considering they're,
0: this. I believe I believe they are, dare I say, opening the door, but they're still you know teeter tottering. There's no yeah. decision that they added the bank. She's happy with the bank, which, as you say, is kind of ironic. But remember, a bank is different than a person. They have certain fiduciary duties. Now, mind you, the dad has duties too, but again, there there it's questionable whether he's he's you know abiding by those. But a bank is a bank. They're licensed, they're, they're managed, there's, you know, they're federally monitored. So when you say I would prefer to have at least a bank as a co-conservator, it's to add some level of um, protection for her, for an entity that owes what's called a fiduciary duty to the conservatee. Hmm.
1: Um, is the only, so, you know, now we're kind of in that space of like, what is going to happen next? I read an article this week that a, a lady had gotten like a hundred lawyers together to protest the conservatorship or something. Uh, I talked about that briefly on Monday's show. I mean, the more this, the more spotlight gets put on this, does that help things? Does it hurt things?
0: I think it helps things because it keeps her, it keeps her name, the case, um, in the spotlight but I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think any judge is going to make a decision and be like, oh God, there's so many people protesting. For <laughs> I'm just gonna switch. Yeah, okay, That's not reality. But it's, it's, I mean, judges read the newspaper, judges, you know, have, you know, uh, ABC, CBS news. They have their, you know, Yahoo alerts. They see that stuff, they know what's going on. And you know what? It's ringing a bell. You can't unring it. People are saying Jamie Spears is not to be trusted. Britney Spears seems to be fine, a judge is gonna hear that. In the end though, Ryan, the reality is unless there's paperwork, emotion, and something persuasive put in front of a judge, and apparently, remember, it's an uphill battle. You understand it's an uphill. It's not like we're in criminal, innocent until proven guilty. It's almost like, you know, disabled until proven able.
1: I mean is this a case that eventually gets in front of the Supreme Court? I mean like where I mean does yeah. this does this affect conservatorships is is part of this whole thing is that we need to change the laws of how conservatorships work? Like what how I mean like the fact that this even happened in the first place seems wild that there's not some kind of triggered laws 2 years in, 3 years in, 4 years in. Um it, it's just weird if this is happening here, how will this not happen to other people down the ro- road and they can use the Britney Spears cases? you know, precedent. precedent. Yeah.
0: Honestly, I think it's very scary. And you and I joke like, oh, my God, if you have, you know, a breakdown one day, are they going to take us all away? It seems seems crazy. I don't know. My concern is that because she has such little power Mm -hmm. and such little legal voice to literally even have contact with the court, how is she taking it up to the next level? You understand the Supreme Court is the highest court of the land. They don't take every case at all. And just because she's Britney Spears, they're not gonna take it. They hear cases like Roe versus Wade, you know, like major monumental yeah, yeah. things that affect, you know, the, world, the the United States at large. But you bring up a very good point. The conservatorships need to be reviewed and analyzed to see, hey, you know, now kind of like the Diane Sawyer, hey, is do, is this what we really wanna keep doing moving forward? Is this, you know, the, 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 the level? kind of like I said, disabled until proven able Why? Criminal court says innocent until proven guilty. Why is this flipped the other yeah.
1: way? Well, I mean, so we saw that case in the documentary where the bank got added on, Jamie did not get taken off. Um, right. So at that point, like how often... Can you bring back a case? Like how, how? Like could I go back? Well, the next week we're going to try it again. And we're going to see if we can present some kind of new evidence and just keep trying it every week. Is is there a waiting time once a ruling hands down? Like you can't try it for another year now. You know,
0: I don't think you need to bring it every few weeks. It just kind of makes your efforts seem futile and it almost cheapens the motion when you bring it. I would suggest they show some sort of change in circumstance. Again, remember, I don't, I don't practice this kind of law, but in my world, in my practice, the way we would do it is we would get letters, declarations from let's say therapists who say, this is Brittany before, this is Brittany after. She's come a long way, um, declarations. And of course you'd really have to get testimony from these people who know her best and can speak to who she is now at this age versus Brittany you know, who was in her 20 somethings and shaved her head off one day.
1: And what's so scary is that we don't know even like the people that she's allowed to be around that would even be able to. I imagine the conservators, see, that's what's so crazy is what we don't know. So the conservatorship might not even let her be around people that don't agree with the conservatorship, you know?
0: And how could she, first of all, the conservatorship runs and rules and designates which doctors, therapists, whatever site, psych- psychologists, psychiatrists, whoever she sees they could also put the kibosh and say, you folks are not allowed to make any sort of public comment or be involved in any sort of a a trial. So what if they do that? Right. And Mm -hmm. how does Brittany, if she has no legal say, ask the therapist, hi, I need you to be a witness in my, in my trial. She literally can't say anything. She's almost like infantilized. She's like a child. Oh yeah. I mean, it's rest.
1: It's arrested development, you know?
0: Well, And we even, the
1: documentary made a point That Lynn, I believe her mother Was even not in support of saying that Jamie is a bad man But I don't want to get in between Uh, You know, it seems like she has fear Of Jamie as well
0: I have Um, issues with the mom It seemed throughout, in the beginning It seemed like there she was Raising money for Britney to go to New York And get these classes And convincing her husband He's definitely the uh, the boss You can definitely tell he's the boss Very old-fashioned relationship That I got But if she's the, she's the mom, she's the mom. Why doesn't she step up to the plate? Why doesn't she say something? Why doesn't she become the conservator? Why do we need Jamie? She can the best lawyers, the best accountants, the best financial investment guys. I I don't get it. You know, with money comes power. She can double, triple all her savings. Get the mom on board. What do we need the dad with his shady financial history and shady behavior? You don't see him hanging out with her because he seems to like her. Why would this boyfriend say he's a, you know, first class blank? Why? He doesn't come over for dinner. He doesn't hang out with them. You know, you don't hear Kevin Federline saying he's a, you know, the best grandpa that ever lived.
1: No, the kid, one of the either. one of the sons is on record even saying that there there, there supposedly was an incident between one of Britney's sons and Jamie Spears that Kevin Federline actually filed for uh, custody to be taken are. away, which is wild when we're talking about Kevin Federline uh, stepping <laughs> up custody, you know, um, from the Kevin Federline that we remember. Um, yeah. The one of the last things I and want to say about are this are apparently
0: doing well, by the way, they seem great. They, they, they,
1: good, good. I mean, that's one good and
0: thing. And they're doing um, well. But that also makes me wonder how much time does she have with those kids? And is it like, you know, because, you know, there are divorces where there's a, a monitor, a court appointed monitor, a supervised monitor. Does she have to see her kids with a monitor? Does she see the kids? How does it work? Who's in charge of that? To see, because you you also have to think for sure Kevin Federline sued her for um spasta support. I mean
1: Yeah, I remember I remember Kevin. that. Yeah. How about
0: that? Can he whenever he wants go up and Well, I
1: do remember, if I'm not mistaken, is that there was a period where he had asked for an increase in spousal support. And I believe the estate fought him and won and didn't he did not get the increase. I could be wrong. But that is something I remember just from reading all like the crap I read every day. Just Um, like
0: I showed you, like during COVID, we've had athletes who, you know, have contacted us and we send them to family lawyers who they're athletes. Okay. There's no more baseball like there was before. There's no more same level sports. So they're not making, let's say, let's make it a round number, like 10 million, 10 million a year. They're not. So their uh, spousal and child support has to be diminished. Same with um, Kevin Federline in the reverse. Yeah, she's doing this Vegas residency. Okay. We might think it's you know an asshole move, but it's legal. He can go forward and say, she's making more money Therefore, these children who are her offspring are entitled to more money, 100%. And you as know, you see, you you just said, the estate fought and won.
1: Yeah. As, as we wrap up the Britney Spears thing, the, the one of the final thoughts I had, and one of the darkest, maybe really just kind of sad and kind of mind-blown, um, and there were so many things that were mind-blowing about this, was that they made a point of saying – You guys, Brittany not only pays for her defense... She pays for her dad's defense. She pays for everybody involved in trying to take her rights away on top of her pain to try to get her rights back. So think about that. Think about working so hard, one in a million shot to be the success that she is. It is like a lottery to get to where she has gotten. And she has to not only pay to get her freedom back, but she has to pay people, probably the best people out there to keep her freedom taken away. And that to me was such a mind scramble.
0: Exactly the same as in family law court. If she was in, let's say, family law court with Kevin Federline all over again, I bet you anything. You can go look up the records. I'm just guessing based on my knowledge. She also paid for Kevin Federline's attorneys who were going against her asking for X amount for spousal. That just doesn't make sense. I mean, it just doesn't, but like, family I mean, and it's conservative. It, it, it's mind blowing. But family court I'm doesn't go like lawyers. that. That seems a little
1: weird. Like family court never was like, Hey guys, this might be a bad move for us to do because it might not actually be in I'm the paying, best paying, interest, interest paying, of the children.
0: You know, I'm paying for your lawyers to screw me. Like if you lawyers.
1: can't afford your own lawyers, maybe you shouldn't have that. I, I don't know. But well, now that's not right. Cause they're so priced. That
0: screwed. is the case in family law. Just so you know, is it outrageous? Is it crazy when you think about it? Of course it is. But that's what happens when there's one super breadwinner and there's one that's like, you know, just a regular average suit. Yeah. You follow up?
1: Well, yeah, I do. And this this has been amazing. I don't know if you have a couple more minutes for me to ask about a different topic. And I know you don't know tons about this either, but we were talking briefly before you started. And I, I was talking about Tom Girardi and Erica Jane. And Erica Jane, of course, you guys know Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and that's why we talk about it. But Tom Girardi, you were saying, is is kind of a uh, he was legend. at the top of the mountain, legend, you know?
0: Legend. Um, definitely top of his game. His law firm is Girardi Keese. I would say it's right up there. Uh, with the top of the top and you know how many personal injury firms there are, especially in Los Angeles, but he's top of the top. And I was told the day that all this news about misappropriation of funds came out, all of a sudden you go to his website Girarine Keyes, it's gone.
1: It's gone.
0: I haven't, yeah. checked, I haven't checked you know every day since I just checked that first day out of curiosity and it was gone. That's a firm with all sorts of lawyers and clients, and what the hell? And also, act a,
1: and also, active cases. It wasn't like they had stopped all their. They were actively
0: absolutely because
1: absolutely. Tom Girardi, you guys, wasn't the only one that worked for that. I mean, they had, like you said, lawyers underneath them. Um, but in personal, uh, you know, it, it's personal injury, right? The,
0: what yes. you said, when personal you injury do that, accidents, uh, catastrophic uh, incidents, wrongful deaths, that sort of that sort of thing.
1: I would just imagine if you were involved in that, one of the principles is to never have a fiduciary issue at all, because you're basically collecting money for victims or fighting for money that owed to victims and victims' families. Um, so to be misappropriated in those funds seem to be like rule number one, I would imagine, for lawyers.
0: It's rule number one for lawyers. And as I said, I think it's the 11th commandment, for just for everyone to know, we have what is called a public, all of us, all the law firms that are doing PI have what's called a public trust account. And this is actually safeguarded and overseen by the state bar. So for instance, let's say I get a check for a client, a million dollar case. On that check, it has my company, California Legal Counsel, and it says Bob Smith. Why? Bob Smith is the guy that just got run over, for instance, by a bus. Both of our names are on there, my company name and the client's name. Uh, we sign for the company. We have the client sign for themselves. We go and we take that check. We don't put it in the personal operating uh, checking account of, of, of our firm. We put it in the public trust account. Not one dollar, frankly, not one penny can be off with those accounts. I don't pay anyone before. I don't pay myself before every single person who's on their medical providers, the victim, everybody else is paid out. And that's how it's supposed to be. It's not my personal piggy bank. It's not Tom Jardy's personal piggy bank to buy, you know, planes, jets, and- and, and, Well, that's the
1: other thing, to have such a public record of how you spend opulently cannot help. And I believe that this could probably be used against him in a future, you know, they can actually show episodes of Housewives of showing how, you know, people were flaunting their wealth, supposedly. I mean, of course, it's TV, so we never know. But I mean, they- Considered a reality show. So I would imagine that's sort of reality, Uh, but wasn't the public trust. Like, didn't they say, I believe they said Tom Girardi for some reason was in charge of his own financial situation. He was in charge of putting the money in this. And he was the char. He he was the only person that was able to take money in and out, which I think is just so weird that he would be the one in control of that and not have uh, a separate person.
0: Honestly, the last time I saw Tom Girardi in person was the right before the year before covid at a conference in San Diego for traumatic brain injury okay and i say this with respect cuz i told you he's a legend he's a legend yeah he's a legend he didn't seem quite all there that's all i'll say yeah he well, seemed like he was entering the the golden years of his practice let us say so for me to hear that he was perhaps the only Name partner, or I mean, it's Georgey Keith. There's other people there yeah. on board. For hi, for me to hear, he's the only name partner in front of the public. Tr- in the public, it'd be tr- hard to. I find that a little questionable. But as the name partner and the primary name partner, certainly he could have access to do whatever he wanted, ill advised to do such a thing. But he could now. What with with Erica Jane and the lavish lifestyle, and I would swear she had her own personal makeup, hair, and stylist, like everywhere. She did. everywhere yeah, my, my Mikey, own. yeah. I know for a fact because I had a friend that was on that show. They don't provide all that, so no, those they do not. Are, yeah, these are bringing their own people. So what's going to happen to that is there, there is, there are companies that are called uh, forensic accountants, and again, they're used in embezzlement, fraud, and again, in family law, divorce cases, where there are, and now in this type of a case, they're going to analyze every single lipstick that she purchased. Mm. They're going to analyze every single Rolls Royce that Tom purchased to find out where is the paper trail leading? Where's the source of those funds? They wow. need literally, literally one, I don't know, blow dryer to be connected back to the law firm's public trust account. Tom Girardi is done. Yeah. Okay. You can be the biggest legend, but you're done. I don't believe, I don't believe he's going to be practicing anymore. Um, I think his firm is going to take a supreme hit. I think it's a shame. They definitely have wonderful attorneys there. It's, 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 it's too bad, but the firm's credibility, it was Tom Girardi. He was the guy that was speaking. Why did I see him at that uh, seminar with, with uh, thousands upon thousands of PI attorneys? He's the guy, he's the headliner. People are coming to see him. I'm sorry. So it
1: is, so it is a shocking thing for most lawyers to hear this of like, how, how could this possibly happen? And They now have the already.
0: Ryan. It's not the first time. If you look up, there's certainly other lawyers who have done it and who have actually fled the United States and, you know, lost their, lost their bar licenses. And you can look up anyone. And well, know, that's
1: the defense, uh, you know, and, and maybe this is true. Maybe it's not, but they're using the defense of like, you know, he is in the twilight of his yeah. years and there is a possible uh, dementia possibly yeah. happening and a continuing medical issue that he is supposedly yeah. having. I mean, in my jaded mind, I'm like, I mean, well, he's, he's,
0: he's be going to use, he's going to
1: use every excuse in the book not to go to jail. Like, I mean, yeah but at the same time it could be completely true but i think you do lose that um you you know you have to be skeptical when somebody starts stealing victims money it, i think it makes everything skeptical it kind of takes away all of your uh credibility you know
0: i was going to say one please remember attorneys are actually held to a higher um a higher level if you will do you understand a higher duty so one they will scrutinize him more than they would let's say i don't know a chef in a restaurant do you understand yeah also also, they also have to consider, why would Tom do this? Do you understand how wealthy and successful he is? He didn't need to steal any client's money. He is set with the number of settlements in the, fig- I would say definitely in the hundreds of millions of dollars that they have obtained throughout his period of being, Gerard,
1: still King. coming in. There were still th- there were still things that he, that were money that was coming in still you know what,
0: what there's no need there's first of all, there's no need for anyone to do such a thing, but of all the people in the world, we do not need to get a GoFundMe uh, set up for Tom Girardi. Well, he was taking, he was taking high
1: interest, like risky high interest loans then to make up for the money that he spent. And it seemed like it got caught in this vicious circle. Um, so Sharon, how do we, I mean, like, how do you get hired? Like, how do you, how do you, uh, take on clients? What, how does that like for you?
0: So it depends. It depends if they're criminal and it depends if they're a personal injury. If they're criminal, obviously we do advertising. We get a lot of referrals from other attorneys that are non-criminal attorneys or non-PI attorneys. They send it to us. Uh, I'm happy to say that I get a lot of clients who send us, you know, other clients because they're happy with our services. Word of mouth really helps. Advertising really helps. But really there's no bigger compliment than a former client sending us a new client. It's We literally had that happen twice today. And we actually, I, I make a note on every single file, and we take care of everyone. Everybody is VIP. You know what? Customer service, client attention. You know we want to be the four seasons. Uh, we want to be the Ritz Carlton of law firms. We well, you've want- been
1: doing this twenty years. I imagine years, uh, I that says uh, that says the most about you that you can continue on successfully as you have for twenty years. Um, so if if I if there are people listening in California, yes. it's one of those things that they could even call you if something happens and stuff like Absolutely. that. It's and then uh, but I'll put all the guys. I'll put all this information on the. Uh, the uh, description of the episode uh, and God forbid you ever need to use her. Uh, But it is interesting. I never know how these things work Of how actually if I did have something happen to me, who who do I go to? What are my rights?
0: And you'd want to call us first. You know, we always say we represent the injured and the accused. We don't want you as an injured person. Let's say uh, again, a car runs over you, a bus run, God forbid, uh, some sort of an incident. We don't want you guys giving statements on your own. We want your first call to be to us so we can guide you in how to proceed. Because frankly, you know, and I know, I think people have you know, woken up. The insurance companies are not working for us. They're not. It is in their best interest to, no matter how much money you're paying them monthly and you think, okay, I'm paying my dues in case, you know, blank happens. When that happens, they're not looking to make you whole the way that we are. We're gonna be confident, capable, and proactive to get you the maximum recovery. So it is, it is shocking. I remember
1: being in a a car accident once and it was a very cut and dry thing. And, uh, you know, the guy even admitted he did it and stuff like that. Then, you know, I tell my insurance company, I think it's easy. And then it turns out this guy now has changed his story. It's like, no, it was kind of both of ours. And they, I couldn't believe the two insurance companies were debating it and like, okay, we'll give you this and we'll give you that. And I was like, wow, this is like, is 100% guilty. It's like fascinating how the the machinations of all of this behind the scenes go. I imagine it's going to be incredibly frustrating, but it seems like you're very passionate about it. So.
0: I I am. I myself was a victim in two different accidents. So I let clients know, listen, I understand where you're coming from. I get it. When an insurance adjuster says, oh, the damage to the vehicle doesn't even look that bad. I'm thinking, listen, if it looked that worse, if it looked worse, I wouldn't be walking. Okay, I wouldn't be walking. Thank God that it's a good car and a solid car. I don't want it to be any worse because, you know, God forbid you could be handicapped. So my point is they're not in the business of just, you know, handing out their money. So we love fighting for clients. It You know, we feel it's a very righteous position. There are a lot of cases that we have against the city or the county and even, you know, design defect or whatnot, you know, where a simple light would have helped someone from not getting hit or a bus stop. You know, being in a certain location, etc. So we fight very hard. As for the criminal uh, criminal defense uh, aspect, same thing. This is complete opposite of Brittany's world. You are innocent until proven guilty, and you know, by God, we are going to actually push hard to definitely show that you're innocent. And, you know, if you're not, you know, innocent, well, you know, we will put obstacles (laughs) in their way. Oh
1: my God. Okay. Uh, Sharon Katan, you were amazing. I thought this was only going to go 30. We went an hour because it is just so fascinating and you're so knowledgeable. You uh, are California legal counsel. Like I said, I'm going to put all that information in the show notes. So God forbid you need to use her, but I I think she's a good person if you do need to, to use somebody like that. So Sharon, I really appreciate it. Hopefully you'll come on sometime again when there is another legal issue, hopefully not mine, but uh, it sounds like you are a sound mind to give very good opinions about this.
0: Oh my gosh, let us all remember that the conservatorship courts are watching and let us all behave well, because God forbid we become like poor Britney. Uh. So definitely, Ryan, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a great pleasure and honor. I'm happy to help you anytime.
1: Free Brittany, you guys.
0: Woo, hashtag free Britney.
1: Batches.